good, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Thoughts Planning Podcast. It's your host, Shah Solo. This week, I'm blessed with the presence of a very great friend. Go ahead and announce yourself. Hello, everyone. My name is Antoinette, a.k.a. Janelle, a.k.a. JBad25. <laughs> All right, JBad25. You want to tell <laughs> listeners a little bit about this? Yes. Um. So I am a school social worker in Connecticut. Um, been doing it for three years now. I absolutely love working with the inner city um, students. I'm also a member of an amazing association, the the, um, the NAACP. Um, been doing that um, since 2011. So 10 years now with activism, with the greatest organization ever. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's a little bit about myself. Uh, okay. Good, good, then. So for those that aren't aware, this month is Women's History yes, Month, correct? it is. Okay, and you also brought to my attention that it's also Social Workers yeah, Month social as well? Yes, Social Work Month, yes. <laughs> National Social Work Month. Okay, yeah. boom. Okay, I'm learning, I'm learning. So for those that don't know, I mean, I always like to uh, give women the platform on this podcast, like, all the time, so I don't just do it for a month specifically, but, you know, I figured this would be a great uh, episode to have you on, for Thank sure. Thank you. For sure. So since you did say earlier that you were in the activism stuff like that, I wanted to get like from your viewpoint, what's some improvements you think that activism needs today to make some actionable change? Because recently I was watching um the documentary, I think it came on CNN maybe a year or two ago about like the different decades. So it did from the 60s up until the 2000s, I think the early 2010s or whatever. So once I watched like the 60s, I was just like, wow, activism back then, not that I like to try to compare. It just seemed like it was, I mean, it's hectic. It's always been hectic, but I just feel like it's, I want to say pales in comparison because always new issues that arise every single day. So I'm going to try to downplay nobody's plight or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be. But I just wanted to feel like from your perspective, since you're, you know, in the lines and stuff, and, you know, we did go to a march, but we can talk about that later episode a few years ago, that Women's March in, what was that, 2017? Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. Ooh, the time <sighs> Yeah, so. Like, so fast. <laughs> For sure. So, um, but yeah, so from your viewpoint, like what's some improvements you think activism needs to make some actionable change? Um, so just reflecting back of um, how activism was back in the 60s, 70s, um, you know, even till now, I think a lot of it is similar in regards of like community organizing. Um, that is something that I learned um, when I joined the NAACP. And that's something that we still need to this day. I think that is the most effective method in order to reach people, especially on a local level. Um, I think the biggest change, mm-hmm. of course, is technology. Um, and I think young people should definitely use that to their advantage um, to reach millions of people, which they have been. Um, I know myself, I've used TikTok. I mean, <laughs> I learned TikTok <laughs> from my kids. They said, Miss Badio, please do TikTok with us. And I said, wow, this is definitely a platform that I can use to reach people about activism um, and things that I really care about. So I think, um, you know, the concerns are the same. The issues are pretty much the same. It's just the, the different um, method of how you're reaching your audience. And again, I think organizing on a grassroots level is something that we can continue to do um, day by day because, the work that we do is 365 days, right? We don't just do it during elections. Mm -hmm. We don't just do it during certain movements like protests. That's something that has to be um, all the time. Um, So it's just something that we need to do. And um, local elections are so important 
And I'm going to be doing something next week. Well, uh, not something, an event next week about post-election and how we can continue with our activism to make sure that young people are getting their voices heard. Um, you know, older folks are getting out there as well. So I think that's something that we can continue to make some change um, now and in the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I like that. Because I like the fact that you uh, acknowledge the fact that, like, we're still somewhat pretty much fighting the same issues we've been fighting for pretty much a lifetime. I mean, granted, we didn't live yeah. in those eras, but we can kind of see how history has repeated itself. That's one thing I really appreciate about those documentaries that I watched. Cause I've seen, like, every decade, it's always course new presidencies i mean yeah. new regimes then you have these issues where a new well drugs aren't new but some new drug arises that kind of onslaughts different um different uh demographics of people yeah. and stuff like that and then also just seeing how they always express to us non-stop vote 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 you know go out and vote go out and uh protest and this that and the third and it's like we've been doing this for decades on end, but when are we going to start seeing some actionable change? Granted, it has been some strides. Now, I'm not going to sit here mm-hmm. and try to downplay, like, you know, there's no changes that's came, because it has been some, but it's like, goodness gracious, when can we start seeing some more actionable changes? Because I think a lot of us, even myself sometimes, get caught up in, like, the symbol of change, not yeah. actual change, mm-hmm. you know? It's, and then, like, they'll do, like, uh, I feel like they'll try to play, like, what I call digital blackface <laughs> with us and stuff. So it's like, They'll have all these board members and stuff like that. They'll say, oh, the very first black woman to be on the board member, the, a board member of this uh, organization or the very first black man or whatever the case may be or however people identify because we know it's exactly. a spectrum. Yeah. So I'm not going to get into <laughs> all of that. But yeah, and I just feel like sometimes it's like, okay, they're putting people on these boards and stuff like that. But what's what's really ch- changing? I know t- change yeah. does take time. So I'm not going to sit here and act like, yo, overnight, if we do this, this will change. But it's just like, why am I seeing too many plays getting put here that's really showing any actionable change? And I feel like sometimes when that happens, that gets people away from, you know, the movement that they're work, look, uh, working towards uh, yeah. pushing, you know? Because I feel like when we're in our earlier 20s, I'll speak for people that did go to school or whatever, like, and even, I say grade school as well. You have that one semester where it's like, you learn a lot of different stuff and it's like, wow, I didn't realize all this was happening. How can I be an agent of change? But as we get older and progress in life with jobs, you know, of course, once our family, whatever the case may be, you're not as, well, not to speak for anybody, but some people aren't as uh, persistent in trying to push for change, you know? It's just like, after a while, I was like, man, you know, ain't much changing for real. After I raise my kids and stuff, or after I'm done working, like, I just want to relax, be with my family, whatever. Or it's like, man, I've been doing this for 20 some odd years. I haven't seen anything mm. change, so I'm going to go about my business, you know? Cause I think... That's the part that gets a little disheartening yeah. sometimes, seeing people that's been doing this stuff for eons, you know, and it's like nothing's really yeah. changing for them or they're not seeing any change that they want to see. I know? definitely understand that. I mean, even when I was um, out in the community registering people to vote, I mean, I met people in their 50s mm-hmm. that was like, this is my first time. Or I met people in the association, just people, again, in the community that says, like, I've been voting since I'm 18 and kind of fighting the same fight. And so I think What's, what's disappointing and disheartening, like you said, is that, you know, at the end of the day, we have to keep people accountable. Um, and just like how mm-hmm. everyone, um, you know, a lot of people push for our now POTUS, um, President Joe Biden. And even though he's in the office, um, we still have to hold him accountable for all the things he said he was going to do, even in the first hundred days. Right. And I think something mm-hmm. that a lot of people have now been focusing on. Um, is, um, you know, canceling student debt. And that is something that has impacted people of color, especially black families, for for decades. And I think something we can continue is encourage our leaders 
our government and our um, just people in um, in general is just to invest in the equitable distribution of education, right? So we just need to make sure yes, that definitely. we are being able to go and get a you know a degree and make a life out of our career without having to give back hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, and then forever paying that back, which holds our community back um, in general. And it's, it's tough. It's tough. And so we always need to hold our, um, our POTUS accountable. And hopefully he does. He does end up canceling student debt. And um, I'm a really big advocate for that. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm with it as well. I'm not going to, I, I, I'll put it this way. I'm hopeful, but I have a very, very low expectation yeah. for it to happen. And the reason why I say that is because certain systems are at play. And without certain systems, I think that'll affect, granted, having no student loan debt would definitely positively boost our economy. But I feel like the way, not even just our nation, but just the way like things are set up, it's like they want to keep mm-hmm. certain systems in play here. Prime example would be like, you know, the, um, the uh, private, privatized oh, yes. prisons and stuff like that. Those systems are in play yeah. for a reason. And then we can take it even further to not to get woke, but to take it even further with like uh, different uh, vaccines for diseases <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Like, it, it, But the thing is, if we were to eliminate some of those systems at play, a lot of people mm-hmm. would be unemployed. And then you know what happens with that? Because we're seeing it right now with the way yeah. our economy is going. Like, Comrade is just jumping yeah. off the porch, you know? So, like... Like I said, I would really hope for that to happen, but I have very low expectations. I always feel as though, like, at least for me, I try to work on being, like, uh, what can I say here? I guess, like, the dream weaver to my own, like, goals in life. I don't really put too much stock into elected officials because, you know, granted, you, you're supposed to hold your people accountable, regardless of who's in office, you know, when I, and I agree with that wholeheartedly, but... A lot of them, once they got them lobbyists, you know, in the, in the pocket, man, they just like, hey, man, the lobbyists gave me this money for my campaign. Right. So this is what I'm doing because this is what they wanted to do. You know, I think that's the, like the biggest issue is like for us, you know, I'll just say regular people, whatever, that don't have that that money or that influence to influence politicians mm-hmm. like that. You know, it's difficult for us because it's like we've been fighting for change for however long. And these people that have these big corporations just come in here and say, hey. Here's fifty million to your a donation towards your campaign. Once you get in the office, sign this bill right here that says, "Hey, I can sell people's mm. data for X amount of dollars," or I can, you know, do stupid stuff—not stupid stuff, but stuff like that behind yeah. behind closed doors. And then when the information gets sold, I can say, "Oh, it was a data breach. I had no idea." And then they'll pay a fine, but they already walked away with so much money that the exactly. fine is like a slap on the wrist. Let me see a lot of corporations doing that. That's why they had this issue right now with Google yeah. and Amazon stuff like that because they're monopolizing. Uh, yeah, pretty much data. It's, the it's internet, scary. Period, it really know? is. I mean, every time you look, it, it's it like is. somehow someone has your information. It's it's Duh, scary for sure. It is, but you know, I mean, my whole thing is like, I don't know. I guess try to find your your happy medium between all that stuff. But granted, life is very hectic, but we got to find ways to balance yeah, ourselves out. Yeah, I think it's out, all so. about just staying optimistic, yeah. at least for myself, you know, having some hope there, some faith mm-hmm. that things will change eventually. Even if it's not right now, at least my kids will see it or my grandkids will see it, you know, just keeping that faith. Yeah, not for sure. So speaking of that, uh, I know you do have mm-hmm. uh, a brand called More Than Rap. Can you rap <laughs> oh, about yeah, that a little like bit? <laughs> I didn't do that on purpose. Yeah, either. so more than a rap, um, I created that that brand um last year. Um 
I started on March 30th of last year. I've been rapping my crown for about like five to so years. I mean, pretty much since uh, sophomore year of college, I really got into raps. Um, wasn't really seeing it around me. I think I started just because my hair, you know, wasn't looking that great some days. So I said, let me just try this out. And over the years, I went to different events, um, banquets and stuff like that. And I, I've always wrapped it so nicely that people always complimented me on it or in the street asking me, how did you do that? How did you make that um, kind of style? So um, when the pandemic started, I was like, what am I going to do with all this time? You know, even though I was working from home, um, I was like, OK, what am I going to do? I can't go out. Um, I need to keep myself sane. So I just went to start wrapping um, tutorials and so online. And so people was like, okay, maybe watch my close friends. I was like, you need to like actually make this into a brand. So I was like, okay, what can I even call this? Like went to so many different names. I was like, oh, I don't like this. Oh, that sounds good. Um, And then came up with more than a rap. I think it's because it's for like the everyday woman. Right. So I think, to me, um, more than rap is 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 a a way to express your individuality. Um, you wear wraps in every different way, like in um, whether you're going out with your friends, you're going to a, um, you know a fancy nice uh, dinner, you know different a concert, the movies, whatever. You can wear wraps everywhere, even in the work setting, right? I'm a really big advocate of mm-hmm. being able to uh, wear my wraps at work, and it's professional. I think. Even here in Connecticut, we passed the Crown Act. Um, yeah, so it was a wow. man. It's amazing that now we don't have to be discriminated discriminated against um, based on our hair or how we wear our crown. So, wraps has always been important for me, and so I decided to create that brand. Um, and now it's on Instagram, more than rap underscore, so you can see my tutorials. And soon we'll be coming out with wraps um, to sell. So hopefully, I can put some beautiful wraps on other crowns around the world <laughs> oh dope nah that's dope i was gonna ask you about that so I know. Start doing some oh merchandise down the road but it sounds like what? it's already I mean, in play it just takes time mm. i don't believe in rushing anything i think when it's it's time sure. um it will be great and i, I think i'm still building a momentum so bu- uh, building a base um i get a lot of support online from women all over the world i mean oh I can't believe, like, over there in the UK, I met, um, I talked online to these, to these women over in Argentina. It's just insane about how we can wow. over raps, right? Talk about raps, what it makes us right. feel. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about what's to come for my brand. Nah, I am so I'm looking forward to seeing because I remember, like, I think you have a couple viral. Of viral I like, I, well, I mean, actually, yeah, well, so I, um, purchased a lot of my head wraps in the beginning well you know still do um from Fanjam, which is a mm-hmm. Haitian woman who creates she has also she sells wraps with jewelry it's accessories um and she's brilliant I love her content online I just fell in love with her and her wraps and so um I do a lot of tutorials on her wraps and so yeah on her page I've gone viral and it's it's been really really nice to see how much love I um I received from, you know, even the people that uh, follow her and now follow me um, because of my content. So that's really cool. Nah, for sure. So, uh, well, I guess not to give away too much information, have you started to talk to anybody uh, about doing any collaborations well, you know, of some sort? Down <laughs> you the line? have my best friend on here, Julie Jones. 
Um, and she's like the best mm-hmm. at these things. Um, but yeah, she definitely was telling me, um, you know, you should clap, but no, not yet. I haven't reached out. I mean, I'm probably right now, like starting out just collaborating with just some friends and family. Um, but yeah, I would love to collaborate right. with some people who um are influencers. Um I do know some, so hopefully they'll be willing to um wear my raps and promote it. I think it'll be a great collaboration just to uplift women in general. I think when you wear a rap, one of well, at least one of my raps that I will be selling, it will help them exude confidence, <laughs> right? That's what I want women to feel when they wear rap right. confidence. And I think that is something that they would um feel when they wear it. For sure, for sure. I could see that. So, mm-hmm. I guess to switch gears a bit, now that cities are opening back up, is yeah, cities well, open back up yet? Um, or? They're nah. going to be opening up way more on the March 19th to, like, you know, um, more capacity in restaurants, I think venues, um, larger venues can have, like, 10,000 people for stadiums. So, yeah. Yeah. God I'm dang. like, wow, you're really <laughs> opening up. <laughs> so, I mean, but we're keeping yeah, our masks. You know, Merlin like some is. states, we're still keeping our masks and still doing social distancing. But, yeah, we're opening up March 19th, and a lot of people are excited. I mean, really excited. Yeah, I am a little bit, because Merlin's opening back up. Well, this episode come out on Monday, but this – Friday or past yeah, Friday, I heard. I so heard about but that. yeah, because like, yeah, which I didn't understand. Our governor's an idiot, but that's a whole other conversation. This isn't a political <laughs> podcast, so I'm not gonna get into that. But um, so what's your uh expectations for the summer then? Listen, since things listen. are opening back up, like any Child. plans you're trying to uh, implement? Yeah, or I have what? plans. <laughs> well, I have plans. Hopefully, I'm gonna see you because I I miss you so much. Um, yeah. <laughs> Likewise. And so, yeah, I actually have a couple of plans. I mean, I plan, well, the summer, but um, I am planning on going to Costa Rica in April um, with my oh, sister okay. just to get away. Actually, my brother-in-law is Costa Rican, so his family opened up a bed and breakfast. Wow. And um, so we're going to go visit the bed and breakfast. Um, but, yeah, in the summer, I plan on going to um, Arizona, which I know I'm crazy to go in the middle of the summer because I'm probably going to melt from how hot it's going to be. But I'm, but I'm going to go with my two best For friends. Sure. <laughs> we haven't gone on vacation ever at all, all together. So I'm excited. Yeah, I grew up wow. with these young ladies um, from middle school, and we've never gone on a vacation together, all, all three. So we're like, well, this is the best time to go. So yeah, I'm going going to Arizona. Exactly. And um, um, then I'm going to Tulum for my best friend's bachelorette. So yeah, I have some plans. Of course, I'm still, you know, nervous. I mean, uh, I'm not. I, I hate to say, but I'm not going to get the vaccine right now. Um, so I'm still going to just maintain social, you know, uh, protocols and stuff like that. Yeah, but I'm excited. Yeah, likewise with me. Like outside of me, probably traveling out west. Hopefully with some friends if they're listening, because I'm not going to lie to you. I've, it is so hard to get people to travel and do stuff, man, at least for guys. I can't speak for women because women, y'all come with a plan and y'all strategize and y'all get it done. Even if I end up beefing mid-trip, oh my the trip will still go on. Guys, it's like, <laughs> I know because I had experiences with that. But yeah, like um, guys, on the other hand, it's always like, yeah, man, I'm going to get my ticket and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, bet. So next thing you know, I'm getting ready, you know, two days before. Hey, man, what time are we leaving to the <gasps> airport? Oh, my man, God. Man, let me get my ticket yet. I'm like, all right, fuck it. I'll go by myself. <laughs> yeah, I no. went to L.A. twice by myself. Thankfully, I had, yeah, I mean, I had a time in my life. The first time I almost died, but I talked about it Wait, you, you went before. by yourself? But yeah, you, you know, it, 
Yeah, originally I was to go with a couple of my homeboys. This is like when, uh, what was that, summer 2013? So yeah, I was like mm. finishing up at Morgan and stuff. We pulled go to LA with a couple of friends and they all started bull jobbing. So I already, thankfully, oh, I got friends lucky. already out there anyway. So they're not going to be out there like, uncom- yeah, I am. Because oh, boy, gosh. politics is different out there. I never been but to yeah, California. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I want to go so bad. Really? You, you got to go. Yeah, man, I think you'd love it. Because I've only been to LA. I haven't been to like Wait, the Bay did you Area. Say yet. That's on my list um, next to Hotel too. Netflix. But that would be in LA. Just saying. Everything... Uh, I'm. I probably. Is there I a might have it. I'm not sure. LA now. I think of that Netflix documentary. <laughs> <laughs> nah, like I was mostly like in South Central most of the time when I went, and then because Ingle was in South, near South Central, well in the area. So yeah, I was like on that side. Matter of fact, USC oh, cool. University wasn't too far from over there. Like literally across the street. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. The second time I went was cool. First time was cool too, but. I learned a mm-hmm. lot without saying a whole lot. <laughs> but yeah, I said that in the previous episode before. So <laughs> I don't want to bring that story back up. But yeah, like it was fun though. I like it out there. Yeah. It's very I like the ambiance. So I'm probably gonna go out there. <gasps> I would like to go to Houston. Can I, just tell I got you friends down there too, but we'll I see. Do you use yeah. Google Flights? You should because I don't, but I'm I, sorry. You know, I've never really thought about Google Flights until TikTok, thankfully. You learn so much on there. It's like a freaking I don't know, it's amazing. So I literally looked recently that it was either mm-hmm. Houston or Dallas. It was like, um, I think it was for April, and it was like $75 round trip from Connecticut. And what? it was like four nights, five days kind of thing. Damn. I was like, yo, that isn't, and it's like that all over the country. You just got to like go randomly though. It can't be like something planned. You like yeah. you gotta pick whatever the date is. And you just go, but that's so dope. I would say use Google Flights. And listen, if you're gonna go somewhere this summer, let me know. I would love to go. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't work over the summer. So oh, I'm just all right, to go wherever. Hey man, said no more words. We'll definitely write about that offline. Wait, have you been to Nashville? Just, everybody know our moves. Ten, I, I drove through I Nashville. Really Nashville. Wait, wait, hey, we can make that move. Oh, I heard the barbecue yeah, out there is amazing. Or is it Memphis? I think Memphis has good. I think Memphis has mm. the best barbecue in the country, from what I heard. Child. I'll probably pick up like thirty pounds, but I'm with it <laughs> for sure. So, uh, switching gears a bit, the stimulus yeah. checks are finally cleared. Well, <laughs> Big Bad Joe finally signed them yeah. in. So, apparently, I mean, we'll see what happens with the economy because I have very low expectations. Like, granted, it's always good to have. Uh, I guess get the economy stimulated and stuff like that, but you know we're gonna end up paying the back end of all this because I've been seeing a lot. Oh lord, ain't no probably is for sure. I can tell you, like I'll tell, I'll give an example because you know, like I'm into sneakers and reselling stuff from time to time. And back, well, I think they said starting in 2022. Like if you sell items on eBay, yeah, or is it? I think and use PayPal, and let's say you make over six hundred dollars, they're gonna send you like a 1099 form and start taxing you because. Prior to that, it was twenty. The threshold was twenty thousand, or it was either twenty thousand dollars or two hundred transactions. So it's just like, damn. Now it's like, man, they're trying to get that money back. All these companies and businesses are, because I don't know if you probably you probably see it as well. A lot of businesses are starting to do yeah. with other businesses and stuff like that. A lot of people are trying to just cut their bills and just make as much as possible, you know. So I'm glad that we're getting, you know, financially stimulated because we definitely deserved it. Right, Should have been right. had more than three checks, but. That's neither here nor there, but I know on the back end, man, we're going to be paying for this for the rest of the decade. I think, honestly, the rest of the decade is going to be about just right. getting everything back situated. 
across the board because we're so yeah, it was, quote unquote it was behind. So, businesses. I mean, it was so sad seeing those like mom and pop businesses have to close and stuff, but um, you know, it's crazy too because I, I was talking to my dad and he was saying how I think a family of four are gonna get about fifty six hundred dollars. Um, which is right. I mean, that's a lot, Damn. and then it's also not a lot given you know, um, you know months of not having any money. <laughs> but um, you know, it is it's exactly crazy how Shit. you know a lot of people need this money right now, and and hopefully people that do receive it actually need it. You know, I mean, um, and people who you know yeah. do receive it because I think it's anyone that makes under seventy five thousand dollars. I think um, receives this stimulus check, so. I mean, it'll be a yeah. blessing to many people, but yeah, I think this will end up being what our last one, I'm sure. So probably because you notice now that they're pushing to open everything, yeah, the everything back, they're doing it for a reason. Because I'm, I guarantee they're gonna start telling us. Well, I'll speak for myself because you know I work in IT and stuff, but they're gonna probably have yeah. it back into the offices and all that stuff. I think they're doing it. I reckon they're really doing it just to push businesses back open because they're falling apart. Like I don't know if you when did we oh. go out U Street. Me, you, and uh, Shelby. Was. That was 2015, um, right? Yeah. Because really I think that's the first time that's when we met. Yeah. So, yeah. So, all those places we went to <gasps> that, on that no. long strip are like gone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted, they're, you know, some of these places that have gone under, I think they just did that temporarily just to cut oh, back on bills. So. A lot of these places are going to open back up. And then, not to mention, yeah, I'm pretty confident. Not only that, you know how it goes. It's like, the yeah. old club gets shot up, they get new management, and then yeah, they just change the name. No, so, they, you know, I think that's what's going to happen. You, you couldn't, they can't even open still, at least in Connecticut. They're not opening. Clubs are not open. Unless they sell food and yeah. they have, like, you know, a place to eat. Other than that, they're not opening. Yeah. Listen, Atlanta, well, I can't speak for DC. I'm not <laughs> Some people they have clubs. It's oh, for crazy. sure. I've seen the videos from um, NBA Awesome. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, my cousin, matter of fact, I had my cousin on the episode um, down in Atlanta. She was telling me they shut down for literally two weeks, if that. And then she was like, man, fuck it. Like, people are still out at the bar doing whatever. So when she told me yeah, that, I said, no. yeah, they're not going to change anything. The Deep South, really not tripping off it too much. So, yeah. I mean, that's the business. That's what they want to do. Cool. I'm not going to judge nobody. Hope everyone stays you know. safe. You know, just, you know, if you're going to do it, just do it and go back home alone. Don't put your family at risk. You know, I think that was the only thing I always worried about. Yeah. Like, I, I don't live with my parents anymore, Me but like, too. I know if I want to see them because I'm very close to my family, I'm either getting, literally, when I say I went to get a COVID test probably weekly, probably, like, I've known people who only got it like mm-hmm. once, you know, but I've got it weekly just because I want to yeah. see my family. So I just want to always make sure that I'm just staying protected for them. Yeah, no, nah, for sure. Yeah, you hope people do the right thing, but I mean, yeah, you know I mean, how after it is a while, here. you know, you you need to get out, and I do understand. Like, you want to just get dressed, yeah. go out, even if you're going out to eat. <laughs> like, you know, I can understand. Like, a yeah. year is a long time, and it didn't have to be this long if you know the government would have you know got this under control months ago. You know, we could have been functioning yeah. and back to normal months ago, but. You know, at least now it's been a year and people are booking flights. People are, you know, the kids are able to go back to practice for sports and stuff. So a lot of kids were, you know, yeah. in depression. It's, it's been a lot for mental health wise. It's really impacted people. Yeah. Nah, for sure. For the kids and for the parents as well. You know, I got a lot of friends that have kids and it's just like sometimes it's tough for them to even get a chance to get 
like yeah, relief, you know, because you got to deal with work. Then you got to take care of your family on top of all of that. And then you're pretty much stuck in the house outside of going to the store for those that still do it. Because a lot of people I know, like, I'm talking about yeah, getting groceries, groceries delivered. So it's like, you ain't never getting out the house. I'm sorry. I need to see the produce. I, I can't be seeing my Me too. Hey. all bruised up. No, I'll be upset. <laughs> nah, saying, y'all. I don't play that with the mm-hmm. produce. But uh, I guess the switch gears a little bit, yeah. even though not too mm-hmm. different. Speaking of money, Versus yes. just recently sold. So, uh, yeah, I think it sold I saw. to Triller, was it? Yeah. So, uh, I guess, well, I guess I'll speak on it first. I think this is great or whatever, but I also look on the other lens of it as well. Business-wise, it makes sense. Culturally speaking, air quote cultural, because you know that's a buzzword now to get black mm-hmm. people involved to do shit. I just don't really understand it because it's like they marketed it towards yeah. us. You know, and then we, when we always build we the hype for a lot of stuff like that, and then now it's just got sold off to another company, and I'm just like, and and I guess they like <laughs> Tim and Swiss or whatever. Yeah, no, I know they're not. I'm not gonna put the owners' names out there, but they're public. It's public information because I guess Tim and Swiss now they're like on the board uh... of that uh, or own like a piece of Triller, and I'm just like, man, these guys always play Monopoly out here, basically with our with our yeah. uh, influence. And I just get tired of seeing it. I mean, granted. I can't tell nobody how to run their business, but I just think now with outside opening back up as well, like versus is probably going to oh, eventually yeah. start to deplete anyway. So I can, so I can understand them making the move. But I just feel like, man, you guys always talk about moving the culture forward and all this all the time. It's like y'all just mm-hmm. pimp our culture out every single time. Entertainers do it all the time. I'm just like, because of course, you know, you can't say anything bad about certain people on platforms because um, they got a fan club everywhere but it's like man real is real man like come yeah on. i wish they didn't like, sell it i mean like you said i understand why but i wish they could have just i mean they built it from nothing you know they started it and, and it was a time for yeah. people uh i mean i remember one of the first verses i watched which was with joe scott and erica badu and I mean, when you're hearing nothing but death rising, you know, people getting sick. I mean, when I watched yeah. them, it was just pure joy, right? It was like healing for the soul and just hearing them sing and give us so much positivity, the energy they were giving to each other. I mean, it was great. So, like, just overall seeing so many musical legends, I think they said it was about 43 of them over the course of the year. And that's like, yep. so, I mean, I missed a, a, a good amount of them. I'm, I I just realized I'm like 43. I didn't even realize it was that many. Um, Me either. Yeah, I probably watched like, about so 10 many at 43. things <laughs> happen. I mean, like between them breaking the records and then, like the memes, like literally one of the memes that come to my mind is um Monica and how everyone changed her feet with those shoes. Oh yeah. my God. Like, <laughs> yeah. so much laughter and good energy. Um, But yeah, I mean, Hopefully, versus, I mean, maybe it'll end up being something way bigger, but um, I think that was kind of like when, oh, man, I don't want to mess up the, uh, uh, what, what was it? Was it Essence? One of the black magazines, I think they got bought out, and then they, they bought it again. You know, I think it's just something. It might have been Essence. Could have been Essence. No, could have I, been, think I, think I think it was Essence. I think Essence has sold it, and then now they got it back, and now it's black mm-hmm. again, but I just think, like, wow. you know, if you can keep it black on, um, then that'd be great. Yeah, no, I agree. Because I, I think we all, and this is kind of off subject, but it's still kind of in the same realm. We think about this this quote-unquote trickle-down effect of stuff. It's like, all right, so we sell off to somebody else. Eventually, they'll put people in places and higher places and, you know, 
help us out. But in the long run, it doesn't work that way. I, that trickle down effect is all bull job to me, man, because they always say like, okay, this person making X amount of money, the money will come back down to the general public or they'll create jobs for people when really mm-hmm. it really doesn't. It just pushes people out. Like, that's how I feel. That's how I've seen it. Like, you know, I don't have to put no real life examples out there. Y'all can Google a lot of your favorite entrepreneurs. Oh, I'll say notable entrepreneurs because I'm not going to sit here and make it sound like it's all entrepreneurs, but a lot of like these entertainers and stuff, man, they always talk about how, you know, they make making moves to have a seat at the table. And it's like, yeah. why don't we just build our own table? Like, why do we always got to try to find ways to integrate all the time? Not to have a problem with integration, but like, man, if we build it on our own, people will come to us. And this whole situation yeah. versus is a prime example. Like, we built that on our own, and they wanted to buy into it, you know? Like, damn, bro, why mm-hmm. can't we just have our own table? I don't get it, but that's a you whole know what, another um, conversation. You know, that's a little sidetracked side off of that, mm-hmm. but, you know, another app that all good during the pandemic was Clubhouse. And when I tell you, when I first Man, Clubhouse, yeah, I thought literally it was only for black folk, because I didn't see no one else but black people on it. Um, So I think, you know, yeah. and then... When you go on Twitter, you know, something on Clubhouse will go viral on Twitter and it made Clubhouse popular. I mean, people from all ages. I mean, I think I got on it maybe early January and people were like, they didn't even know about mm-hmm. it. Like a lot of people I knew didn't know about it then. And people were like, oh, can I get an invite? Can I get... And so like it blew up. But then I'm like, wait, I don't know who was it. What celebrity? Some celebrity came out and was like, everyone's going crazy over Clubhouse and it's not even black owned. But I think they have a black person on the cover. So it's kind of like, yeah, they do. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, like it's just crazy how the app blew up because of us, and then it's also not black owned. Yeah, is that that's how it goes, man? Because like I think originally it was made for people that it was made for VCs, which is you know yeah. for people that pretty much come up with money to crowdsource funds for different businesses and endeavors and stuff like that. So that's what it was originally made for, from what I, to my understanding. And then of course. They bring in black investors. I know Kevin Hart owns a share of, mm. I think, a couple of other people as well. This is, and I think, like, pushing that in, pushing that out there to think, like, oh, okay, well, such and such is invested in it, so I got to support him because he's black or whatever. It's like, I mean, that works too, man. But, of course, at the end of the day, I really think the whole thing with clubhouses, they just have people on there discussing free uh, intellectual yeah. properties and stuff like that, which, I mean... That's what you do. Yes. I mean, we pretty much do a podcast. Like podcast. I mean, we talk about stuff. Kind of. Yeah, you're right. Kinda. To a degree. To a degree. Because, yeah. Because it's like, I mean, you're not supposed to record stuff in there, even though people do exactly. it anyway. Because, you know, people don't like to follow rules. But, um, yeah. But um, I, I've been on Clubhouse a couple yeah, times. It's too. cool. But I just... And you know me. I'm a, very, I'm a, I'm a conversationalist, man. But uh, I guess my social battery is limited. It's like, I already podcast. I already be on Twitter nonstop. Like... I don't really care to talk to strangers that often. I mean, granted, you know I can talk to anybody about anything, but it's like I already talk yeah. eight hours a day at work. I already do a podcast. And then you got people pinging you for conversations about random <laughs> stuff like at nine o'clock at night or three in the morning or five in the morning. I'm like, no, I mean, bro, do y'all sleep? I remember when I first like, got on the first day, I stayed on this one topic for like four hours. I'm not going to lie. Before, I was glued to the phone. <laughs> After a while, I was like, this is this app is not going to be oh, healthy wow. for me. I'm not going to be able to do anything because I want to listen to these interesting conversations. I mean, I learned so much on there about skincare and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, so here and there is, is beneficial. Right. Um, but yeah, listening to those things every day or I don't know, it's not good. But that's like that for any app. Yeah. Yep. You're right. 
Yeah. Right. It's what you make of it, man. Like if you let it control your life, it will. Or you know, if you base your life around it, then that's what'll happen. Because it's unfortunately it does. I think this whole situation with the pandemic, whatever, really uh, magnified that more than anything. Because it's like now it's like need my phone for work. I need my phone to check the time. I need my phone to get direction to go some places. So. I'm telling you, know, you, it's kind of trying to find a happy medium between um, the two. You know, last year, you know, sometimes you're like, put the phone away. But it's like, even now, it's like, when they're at lunch, because, you know, they're really not supposed, they can talk, but they have to mm-hmm. talk with their mask on. So it's much different now. But um, it's like, they're all yeah. like, slouched over, you know, bad posture. <laughs> and, um, you know, looking at the phone yeah. or on the computer. And it's like, oh, my goodness, all these kids are literally on the phone all day, all night. Um, it's crazy. That's why, like, I talked yep. to some of the workers, you know, that are older than me at the job, and they were like, "Thank goodness, you know, we didn't have the phone like that." I mean, I didn't get my first phone till I was fourteen, and thank goodness there was no apps then. I used it just to call and text, and Lord, yeah. texting back then was like the biggest thing for me. I was like, "Oh my God, I can text my friends!" Oh yeah. Oh my T-9 God. Texting? The little that baby, the um, Nokia phone. Oh my <laughs> goodness, like. I don't think I got an iPhone until I got to, like, college, I think. But, but I mean, it was, Same like, insane to even have a phone. And then now it's, like, freaking eighth grade. I mean, third graders have a phone. It's just, like, <laughs> it's insane. It's insane how the times has changed yeah. in regards to technology. Yeah, I guess they're kind of, like, they're, I mean, they're part of our no. lives at this point. You really can't live without them. I mean, you can if you want to, but, like. It's difficult, you man. Do. You got to know where your kid's you at do. at all times, you know? You got to. So, I can understand it, you know? I mean, granted, like you said, I didn't mm-hmm. get my first phone until I was 13. Had the same number since then. Same but, number. You're right. I mean, Anyone yeah, man. from my middle school wanted to talk to me, if they know my <laughs> number from our yearbook, they can call me. <laughs> oh, wow. I might change my number eventually one of these days. I'll be getting oh, random texts from really? people I've heard from in like no, a decade. I'm like, like, we ain't got nothing to talk about. Mm. sometimes sometimes but <laughs> i guess to get into something okay i guess it's not funny but i laughed i shouldn't laugh but so yeah papa john's ex-ceo basically said that he uh went on a I... n-word sabbatical yeah, for the tw- last 20 like, months are you serious right now <laughs> yo that's wild as fuck the things like... people see out their mouth is like unreal. Oh and how he God. said people were like shaming him because he said this word and making him look like a bad person. It's like, dude, okay, yeah, yeah, right, doing the most because I'm like, bro, twenty a twenty right. months to get rid of saying the of saying the n word. I don't I'm like, man, that's just who you are, bro. Man, you know what's crazy, and it's like. As much money as that guy's made in his lifetime, like it's like the most minuscule thing, yeah. I guess, to kind of just throw him off his square. Because it's like all you really got to do is just collect your checks and do mm-hmm. do uh, commercials, man. That's really it. You already got to deal with – you got plenty of business endeavors already as it is outside of the pizza stuff. So it's like, bro, how do you do that? And then I think the thing that's kind of irritating me a little bit, though, yeah. is they're making a spectacle out of it. You know, he's doing all these different interviews about, like, yo, I haven't said the N-word in 20 months. It's like – Son, really? You right. guys, this is a story for y'all of everything else that's been going on out here. Like, I know if it bleeds, it leads, but give me a break, son. It's not. Like, this is not news to me. That's not nothing. I don't applaud <laughs> yeah. fish for swimming. Yeah, you know? I just I don't. It. I was just like, this <laughs> is like, really laughable. Like, yeah. 
It is. That's all you can really do though is just laugh because it's just like, yo, this is yeah, this is a joke. This is satire. It kind of reminds me of what that uh, country <laughs> singer that also got in, um, you know, uh, in the public. It happened a couple of weeks ago. Oh, I know you're talking about. Let me see if you Google his name. Or something, and it got recorded. And I think because yeah. jail went down, I can't remember, but I think. Oh, and that's why I thought no, like, it was boosted. It went down, but I was like, I don't. Yeah, it was Morgan so. Wallen. I just googled him. Man, his records went the hell up. If it was one thing yeah. that America loves is racism. They would support like, that. Yeah, <laughs> they love that shit. Yeah, for sure, man. Though his, his like his sales went up and everything. That's always tell you all the time, man. Getting canceled to get you a check. Oh, That's what the C God. stands for in cancellation. A check. It's the truth. Tell me that it's not the truth because every time something wild happens, people go research. Well, mm. if this is bad. Why is this bad? Okay, I see why now. We've seen it plenty of times with different artists that quote unquote been canceled and their streams just yeah. jump up overnight. Like it's a hot topic. Literally, so you know. That's why I said people get canceled it. to a check. It is. It is. It, yep, exactly. You know, and then like especially with I mean, I can't even say the generation behind them, just people in general. Mm-hmm. People have always been like that. People like the hype. People like yeah. to see the car crash all the time, you know? So it's just like, hey man, it is what it is. I just get I think the thing that kind of irritates me is that we always try to make a spectacle out of out of stuff all the time and it's like it's 2021 man this has been a problem i think the issue is that people don't acknowledge that yeah. it is a problem they just try to brush it off you know and it's just like with me like now when i see some like with these two examples of some uh bigotry mm-hmm. i laugh at this shit because it's like y'all try to act like and consider yeah. like this shit's not real this is real life like yeah, stuff like that gets people murdered, you know. Happens so it's every like, day, and we the got fuck, man. Because you know, yeah. But one thing I don't like exactly, is, like, son. So like for me, always act ignorant to it. Like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I didn't know. I didn't know that this would offend people or something. Like, that. I'm like, really? Come on. Oh, You're play not, oblivious. You know, it's just ridiculous. You know, yeah. and even like um not too long ago um there was an incident too that I was I I heard from someone that they said a certain phrase um, and I guess it was derogatory against Native Americans and they said it in a Zoom and mm. um, you know people were appalled by it and the person was like oh I'm sorry it's my ignorance I didn't know what it meant really come on you didn't know what it meant like you don't put this particular one I've never heard it and I don't want to say it just in case but like I never heard of this particular um, derogatory yeah. statement um, so I'm like okay if you don't know what something means and you didn't take the time to re- research it. I mean, come on, like you're true, like you know what it means. That's why you put it into a, a Zoom chat, yeah, to say it towards someone. Like you can't say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm being exactly. ignorant. I should know better," and I didn't know this. Like, come on, it's just BS. Yeah, I think the thing that really also blows me a lot is that people act like over time, words and words and meanings of the words change. It's like you. I guess because some people try to throw slang into certain things, but like it's the root of the word still has the same definition yeah, to me. No. Some things I feel like just can't be changed, you know? Because like I remember for a second the big issue like with mulatto. Yeah, uh, it's like always people are really like mulatto don't like And that. I'm, of course, yeah, because this because I mean originally it was a I think was this Latin was this like a, a derogatory learn like term? Yeah, in Latin, I think a lot like of people said that too. You know, people, like, I'm not mistaken. Mulatto. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I can understand why people had a gripe with it, but I mean, like, I've seen some people that I follow on Twitter talking about, like, yo, man, it's just the word. Yeah. About it. But I'm like, bruh, the word has a meaning to it. Like, I understand that we're all supposed to be, quote, unquote, 
growing past certain stuff, but some things have a bad. A did she change her name to Big Lotto? Never going to change. Like, I'm, she's like, I'm sick of, I'm sick I of think changing she did. every week because I of my think name. So. Yeah, I think she did change her name to Big Lotto. I mean, uh, I'm still, yeah. I'm still follow her tab bit, music wise. Yeah. <laughs> well, what is understood need to be said. So, anyways, <laughs> I did. Um, did you see um, coming I, to America yet? Yes. I oh, saw great! It, we can talk um, about it a little bit. The, Thank God. Weekend. Um, I thought it was good. I mean, Same. I think it was. You know, sometimes we just. I'm gonna be honest. Like after you know, watching Billy mm-hmm. Holiday versus United States. I mean, that was a phenomenal movie. Um, have you seen it? Mm. Oh my god, on Hulu. Oh my god. What I haven't yet, but it's on my list now. Amazing depiction of uh, uh, Billie Holiday. Um, Andre Day did such a great job. Um, so much things I didn't know about Billie Holiday, and I think it's great for people to know more of her, of her story. But um, but also, like, even with like Judas yeah. Messiah. And it's like there's so many films that come out, um, and it's just a lot of heartbreak about the torture and the torment that black people had to go through and how J. Edgar Hoover had killed. And it's like, you know, it's like you see so many of those type of movies that I think this was like nice to watch because it was funny. <laughs> and, and I don't think, and I don't yeah, think ag- agree. Some balance, like make it better than coming to America because no, nothing can ever be that move. Like he can't outdo that one, you know, like that's a classic and never. And I think, yeah, this was I more agree. for like the culture, right? He brought a lot of people, Wesley Snipes, yeah. so many other celebrities. First, I was like, "Oh, why he do that?" But then I kind of reflected on it. And was like, it was nice. It was nice to see people who haven't been in film in so long kind of get a moment to shine again. Um, especially people that we loved back in the day, yeah. and even when he brought back the twins that were rapping, I was like, "Yo, that is so dope that he yep. did." And I like how he went back and forth from the movie, the original, to now this one. Um, I did like that and how he put his daughter in it. And I don't know where that the main character, his son, I, I don't know if he ever played in any other films, but. Oh, really? I'm not sure. I know he's from Merlin. That's about all I know. Yeah, he's from around the way. I, I forgot what oh, part. Wow. I think he's from. Yeah, Kingy, I think it was, I think it was yeah. nice. I think yeah. some parts was, you know, corny, but hey, I laugh at corny stuff and. I do, I do. I mean, like, the simplest <laughs> thing, the corniest thing. Nothing wrong like, with that. I do too. Thing. But yeah, I think it was, it was, you know, sometimes people probably say it's kind of like a Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes Tyler Perry movies could be kind of like over the top. I wouldn't corny. go that far. Yeah, but I still love Tyler Perry and All I still time, love his movies, so I'm still going to support him. <laughs> um, and I think they said Tyler right. Perry, they did it on of, Tyler of Perry course. Studios. Yeah, they did. They did. I remember they were shooting that and Bad Boys oh. 3 around the same time. So, yeah. I remember there's a video, I think, on Will oh, Smith's yes, Instagram, one of them, right, and they all right. met up and was just rapping and talking to each other. Yeah, yup. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Because, I mean, Tyler Perry criticized all we want, but the man, you know, he takes care of business, man. Oh my That's somebody oh to create their it's own like... table. Like, literally. He he said, fuck Hollywood. I'm going to break is. my own I mean, studio. And he's making he, um, bank. paid to have... You know? Uh, Harry and um, Meghan Markle, he gave them, you know, a place to live and pay for a 24-hour security. When I heard that, I didn't get a chance to watch the the um, the interview with Oprah, with Meghan Markle and Harry. But um, when I heard that, uh, I was like, Tyler Perry is just amazing. I mean, it's mind-blowing how selfless he is and how much he wants to help other people. It's just crazy. 
Yes, right? Yeah, when you got it. Yes, of course, you then you don't got it. You try to find ways know, to help people, bring, you know? Uplift people. When, I'm telling you, when he For did sure. that speech, was it at the BET Awards when he's like, I had tried <laughs> to help the other person cross? I was like, oh, Tyler Perry, come with the word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it was the BET Awards he spoke about that. But yeah, but yeah, for sure, man. Like, you know, it's it's good that because I remember was it Spike Lee? Yeah. Like Doggy's work back in the day. I'm sure everybody like I said, everybody's a critic. Nothing wrong with that. It's always good to critique work so people can grow, but end of the day, man, I can't knock it like son handles his business by any means yeah. and tries to look out for people as best he can, you know. And like you said, with Eddie Murphy but coming to America too, putting like, you know, actors mm-hmm. or actresses we haven't seen in a long time back to work. Like, I think that's good. Because my whole spiel on coming to America too, I think it's, it did its purpose. It gave a yeah. modern spin on the previous movie, you know? And then times have changed now. Like, granted, I ain't gonna lie, it's some problematic <laughs> stuff that I still laugh at, quote unquote problematic, because I think that word's bull. But like, it's some stuff I still laugh at, but it's like, this is a different era. Something just just isn't gonna fly no more with comedy. I mean, depending on the crowd, of course. Like, if your if your if your uh, audience already knows that you're kind of like taboo and wild, yeah. you're not like gonna Chappelle. get canceled or whatever. But you know, granted, with everything that it, yeah, like Chappelle can say whatever the hell he wants. People aren't gonna pay it no mind. Of course, there's gonna be a couple social justice warriors out there come up with a blog about it, but right. man, nobody care about that stuff as soon as you go off the computer. So I don't want to hear it. But yeah. Um, I liked it as well. I didn't really understand the gripe that people had. And then right. yeah, this movie came out back the in 80s. 80. I think That's like, was... what, 33 yeah, years ago? So, ago. yeah, so how... Yeah, it was 88. Yeah, according to my Googles. But, um, yeah, I'm just like, man, what do you guys really expect? Like, I don't... I think Father Time... Father Time, like, things aren't going to hold the same way as it did in the past, man. And that can go with, with anything. Movies, entertainment, friendships, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, not everything's going to hold the same weight, you know? So... To have those high expectations from the first one to now, come on, man, times change, and you got you got to develop with the time. Yeah, and then one man, thing you, I did love, you'll be lost the in the attire. sauce, you know. I mean, the look at Toys R Us. Higher, I was, it was breathtaking. I was like, oh my god, yeah, so nice. yeah, I like that. Yeah. Nah, I appreciated that for sure. And I think he said like, he's trying to go nice on to see, tour. I think he said eventually you know, he wants to go uh, back to um, stand up, and I wonder how that would be. Who Eddie Murphy? Oh man! Yeah, I, I like I don't to know see how that would go I mean, as like, well. I don't know. I don't want to like skip from Eddie to Dave Chappelle, but like I literally, literally, I got tickets to see yeah, Dave okay. Chappelle here in Connecticut at Foxwoods. Um, and then the pandemic happened, and I was so sad because it's so hard to get Dave Chappelle tickets. So literally, when I had got them tickets, hell yeah! Like when I first man. logged on to get the tickets, I was two thousand person in line. And I I was able to get tickets because Damn. you know the, I was right, the box um, venue stuff. is huge. You know it has like ten thousand people, whatever. But I don't know if he's okay. gonna even come back to Connecticut. Damn. I'm hoping he does, and I'm hoping my um I don't think they gave us background money for it, but I th- no I don't know. I'm saying the I think they're man, keeping you it make a phone call, case, like he does come back. You need to keep your space, um, which I oh. hope they do. I see. Okay, no, I'm about to say, man, you got need to pull up. Let me know. I gotta get my money back from um, what's that uh-huh. uh, Ticketmaster? Cause they still supposed to get my money, and I haven't seen it yet, so I gotta have to call. Yeah, them. but yeah, it's just it's just crazy. All uh, yeah, last year was to be uh, a crazy year in regards to concerts, and then it just went downhill. Yo, yeah, yeah, it did. We will. Life happens, but we'll bounce back. You know, it's all good. 
Because, um, yeah, they supposed tickets are very tough to come by, especially in, in my area since he's from the D.C. metropolitan area. Uh, I didn't even Stand know he was impossible. from there because I know he like, lives, like, where? You really got to be on it. Yeah. yeah. So I think Ohio somewhere. Get out, but, Silver yeah, he's from, Spring? He's from, Merlin, he's from Silver Spring, Maryland. I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah. how often does he yep. go there to do shows? Yeah, because I think he went to – I think he went to Duke Ellington. You said how – usually – uh. I guess it just depends, man. Sometimes he'll pop up at a random theater out here or something or a comedy club somewhere or somewhere like out. More so in the D.C. area, like in D.C., not too much in Maryland because Maryland ain't got yeah. that many venues like that unless you go on like Baltimore somewhere. But yeah. But nah, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, I give it honestly probably towards the end of this year now since they're pushing all these vaccines and stuff out. Maybe we'll start seeing a big influx of more events and things like that oh, i'm still yeah. gonna do my two mask thing and socially distance so show. yeah I, mean, I do love to go like over here um there's i think there's a funny bone in a lot of different states um but literally i've saw so many funny comedians yeah. um over here in connecticut um at the funny bone and um that's something i do enjoy like just and sometimes they give us just like free tickets you know so, so I, I used to go all the time so um it's just nice to just sit back and just laugh yeah at, at you know at the jokes but i miss that too yeah no nah, me too man but i mean it'll come sooner than right, we so expect because right. i mean this has been this year's been going by pretty fast soon. like I mean, I'm being extra. Pretty only much, really, we two weeks. That's it's so. a wrap. Man, you know how fast oh that comes gosh. by, son. Especially when you're looking one, at paychecks. Yeah, you're right. It's like, oh yeah, I get paid this day. <laughs> yeah, that shit goes by fast as an adult because it's like, all right, I got this bill to cover, or I'm gonna get these shoes as soon as this check drops. You know, so must be flying by. But mm-hmm. I always try to make the days yeah. count. I try to count the days, really. You know, not to sound cliche, but um, I guess. Before we get up out of here, I did have one more question I wanted to ask, but I might just let that go in the wind. But I guess we got to ask it. Um, do you think there's a Peter Pan effect in the realm of entertainment? Yeah. And I'll, Since I'll, we're already talking you know, about entertainment anyway. Can you elaborate on that? Because I know a Peter Pan, but I'm, <laughs> I'm just... Sure. Okay, so it's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. So you know how Peter Pan and the Lost yes. Boys, like, you hang out with him, you're a kid for life. In the realm of entertainment, do you feel as though, like, some entertainers can only be portrayed young or only mm. uh, appeal to younger audiences. For example, look at rappers. When they hit 30, that's when mm. you officially, quote unquote, air quote, old school or whatever the case may be. They label them as an older act. And most of these rappers, a lot of them started at, you know, 19, 21 or whatever. And then, of course, to stay marketable, they might have some kids on the side here and there, but you won't hear too much about it. Or they might be married or yep. whatever the case may be, but they're marketed as being single and being having that sex appeal. So that's why I was asking, do you think in the realm of entertainment, do you think there's like a Peter Pan effect where people really can't grow up or if they do try to show ways of them growing Okay, so I have It's kind of like, it stagnates their the career. Right <laughs> Bow wow. <laughs> we might be. Let's see. So he's always trending. I think he's always Hell yes. relevant. But people can really see him as, seriously as like an adult rapper because he started so young, you know? And... He was so, yeah. I mean, I remember back in the day, I had so yep. many friends, even a little bit older than me, that loved him so much. They would cry when they see him in concert. But it's like, you know, as he got older, it's kind of like, some people see him as yeah. like irrelevant. You know, I hate to see it because he is, he made a huge contribution to yep. hip hop. And he, you know, so he'll forever be in, you know, black history. No question. And music, entertainment. But 
Like, I think he's someone that automatically comes to my mind, um, especially when that whole yacht, when he came out that yacht. And that was funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was. But yeah, I, I agree. I think yeah. there's a pretty pan effect in the realm of entertainment, especially with rap, for sure. Because a lot of rappers, man, like, like I said, once they hit 30, of course, they got some that stand out from time to time. You can put Jay-Z in there. You can throw 2 chains in there. Yeah. I would feel like, yeah, you can throw 2 chains in there. You can throw Rick Ross in there. Really, they start getting too big until they got well into their 30s. Then you have some rappers. Some artists yeah. are just, in general, just once-in-a-lifetime like, artists. So, you know, like you'll never yeah. see another like Prince again or another Michael Jackson or another Tupac yeah. or another like Tina Marie, stuff like that. Because, like, some, I mean, granted, as some, I mean, granted, we didn't get to see Tupac and them, you know, progress into adults. But you can even tell with some of the like later work before he passed, like they was putting towards growth in his music. And same with Michael Jackson, same with Prince. You know, you started to see more growth in their music as they got older. And of course, like those people are standout yeah. artists. So they can't. I, I can't really say the rule applies to them. But for as far as rap, though, I just feel like it's a Peter Pan effect. People always trying to find ways to stay marketable. And stay young to younger generations of younger people. And this is like, yeah. dog, you like, like thirty five yeah, years old, you still rapping about general, trapping like and shit. Can, and it's like their career can, you know, last mm-hmm. longer because people love like Anita Baker, you know, Hell yeah. Bell. Like they'll never, or even like you know, mm-hmm. Beyonce, I mean, I think Beyonce is gonna forever be popular until you know forever. But I think singers have a better. Yeah. Um, because I think they can just sing about different things. I think with rap, it just kind of gets outplayed after a while. Because I feel like you ha- you came out with a certain kind yeah. of style, and then you have to change that over the decades. You can't keep that kind of style rap. Um, but like I think artists now, unfortunately, yep. um, are going right. to be Peter Pan. Like I don't think I think they're going to be either one. Like who was that guy? Um, who was <laughs> that guy who came up with Panda Panda? Oh, uh, Daggett. I'm totally forgetting his name. But yeah, Panda Panda, he came up with some other songs. But like, that's it. I mean, Soldier Boy too. I mean, he had a lot of good songs. Yeah, Designer. Designer, that was his name. I mean, I saw him in concert, and I have to say, I'm sorry. Um, That's all I'm going to say there. I think, you know, the song's still (laughs) still jumping, and his music will forever. I I will still... I played Kiss Me Through My Phone for... um, (laughs) for valentine's day so it's like i you know it's yeah but i think he's definitely <laughs> trying to stay relevant yeah my god yeah i mean he came up when he was like what 16 17 he's, he's only so, like a year he's older like, than me so, so he's young, only he like 30 like 31 that. so it doesn't but when you've been on the scene for such a long time man, you gotta do celebrity years so it's like you age 10 years faster smartest things she came up with, with makeup and a lingerie and so that she doesn't have to sing all the time when people yeah. think she's no longer relevant. Nah, for sure. I think some people. I give another prime example for in the episode. Uh, ASAP Rocky. I really oh, think he he's came on the rap just to leverage and to get into modeling and other stuff. You know, clearly, I don't really follow ASAP like that. He always. I mean, he's <laughs> in the fashion. <laughs> really. Nah, it's cool. But nah, like for real, he's only came up with three albums. I mean, of course, in a mixtape, like, and someone drops an album like every so often maybe every three to four years which is cool because i feel like that's better in my opinion because you know you're not constantly um saturating your music so that's cool i mean dude was worse for you but i feel like he just got into music just leverage and to do other career endeavors which is perfect which is smart in my opinion that's how you stay paid 
you can't rap but for so long. 50 Cent made a promise, a good example too in his book, Hustle Harder, Hustle Smarter. He's like, yo, my first album, I think he went like 10 times platinum or something like that, which is Diamond. And after that, his next album only went platinum one or once or twice. And he's like, I noticed my meetings weren't as long. I wasn't getting as big as a budget for marketing as I, put, I started putting out more music. So he started getting into other endeavors, which was TV. Yeah. You know, of course, he did the Vinyl Water deal, the Reebok deal, stuff like that. So it's all about leveraging celebrities, like on, I like, said last episode. Female rappers, right? Because um, we even seen, like, you know, Nicki Minaj, I mean, what, um, yeah. Little mm-hmm. Kim, you know, even though we still, we love her still, but we love her old music, you know? Yep. So, like, I wonder, like, my mind thinks, like, what's going to happen to, I like, Nicki sure. or Cardi 15 years from now? You know, when when their body might not be, like, the you know it's always gonna be someone newer younger you know so how are you gonna keep that momentum you know always yeah they'll have to find other ways to leverage their celebrity man i mean i can kind of get an idea since oh yeah they definitely reality tv's never gonna stop so they could easily just come up with the reality show definitely go into other endeavors and so can they no question you know they're gonna, you know, play what they can now. Use their music now. Yeah. I hope. I'm sure they have other things underway in regards to investments. Yeah. Yeah, of course. I would hope. I mean, but we'll see how it goes. Oh but my god. Anyways, I guess so we'll go ahead and wrap this episode up. So I'm nervous, very busy woman. You got stuff to do. This was phenomenal. Like you said, it's just like talking to my friend, <laughs> and I had such a good time. And I'm uh, thank you so much. I I love sure. what you have done with your podcast, bringing people together, having great conversations. The dialogue was amazing, and I just can't wait to see what you have in um in the future. Oh, for sure, man. You'll be in the loop once I get some more equipment and stuff going. We're going to move it up. But yeah, uh, you want to tell people where to find you at before we end the episode? I'm going to put your Child, stuff in the description yeah. anyway. Um, you want so to send me the links, though, because I know you got like a million links. Um, you can find me. Oh my, I hope I remember <laughs> my, my, my handles. But anyway, yes. Uh, so you can find me on Instagram at more <sighs> than mm-hmm. a rap. More than a rap underscore. That's for all things head rap inspiration and tutorials. And then you can find me on my personal page, jbad25. Um, and then I'm also on Twitter. I think that's jbad93. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, definitely follow me on yeah. there. And um, DM me. Let's have a conversation. And that's it. Yeah. All right. Bet that then. So y'all already know you can find me at Shot Solo on Instagram, Shot Solo on Twitter, uh, Thoughts Pen and Pod. I think that's my Instagram. And Thoughts Pending Pod with no G. No, Thoughts Pending with no G on Twitter. And y'all already know. Bye. This is all our time. So next time. <laughs>